Slob Talk Radio. If you're looking for informative educational radio instead of the same things, same egos, same banter for hours and hours and same questions, then Sportsbeat, your alternative, is next as part Mountain Meadow Productions. studio of Mountain Meadow Productions and Sportsbeat Radio, this is Sportsbeat, a provocative, insightful, informative, and educational show that we hope will educate the sports listener to the specific of sport. With interviews, analysis, and a comprehensive look at the topics we feel will be appealing to the listener, and with that said, we're not just your average call-in, same subject, same question, over and over sports radio, but we like to think of ourselves as informative and educational radio. So why not sit back, and for the next 30 minutes or so, we hope you'll find the program informative, educational, and above all, enjoyable. And with that said and done, this is Sportspeed, and we're coming at you live. And I'm your host, John Spoolis. Hello, everybody, and Happy New Year as we rung in the 2024 year, the season, and uh, the festivities now are over, and people go back to work yesterday and today, and uh, the same old, same old, as most people say, uh, back to the grind, back to the rock pile, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, we have that time after New Year where I think most people are just kind of tired, you know, from all the, the activities and the stress of Christmas. They should actually call it Stressmas because the real meaning of Christmas has been lost years ago in the commerciality and, of course, the money that we always say bastardizes people. And uh, Christmas is without exception. But hopefully this year will be a good one. We've had some not so good ones in the past. And. Thanks so much for joining us on this segment of Sports Beat Radio, Talking Sports. And today we're going to be talking about our rant, so to speak, on Liberty University and college football. And the reason that I picked Liberty is my son uh, graduated uh, last year from Liberty University, for those of you who may know about it now because of the Fiesta Bowl where the uh, Oregon Ducks defeated Liberty, who was undefeated. Uh, it's located in Lynchburg, Virginia, uh, started by Jerry Falwell, who was a, uh evangelist, very well known around the world. Uh, he stood on Lookout Mountain, which overlooks the campus, uh, where he would hunt with his father. And told, uh, God told him that that's where his university would be. And I've been on that mountain, looked down. It's a great sight to see the Blue Ridge Mountains in the background. And this great university, Liberty University, uh, in Lynchburg, Virginia, a Christian university uh, that is a university that has one of the biggest online uh, admissions in the country, Uh Unfortunately for the school, at one point, started in the early 70s, I believe around 71 is when they broke ground and had the first uh, class there. Uh, Jerry Falwell Sr. wasn't a very good businessman, and the school was facing bankruptcy at one point. And his son, Jerry Falwell Jr., who became president of the university, he went to uh, the University of Virginia Law School, got in through the sanctions of Edward Kennedy, 
the Falwells, uh, knew many politicians, and of course it's who you know in the world that gets you somewhere. And Jerry Falwell, for all his misgivings, and I'm talking about Junior, um, built that university into an empire uh, before he was released of his duties. And, uh, you know, they have a law school, they have a business school, uh, they've not raised tuition in five or six years. Uh, they run it like a business. They have a beautiful campus. They have uh, a fine football stadium, Williams Stadium. They have uh, the Vine Center where they do uh, various religious conferences and also have many, many people, speakers come in. Uh, they also have a, a brand-new basketball arena they have a hockey arena it's a it's a happening place and we talk about the university because jerry falwell uh junior got into some problems uh he supposedly his wife had an affair with somebody in miami uh where he supposedly was part of it uh he also posed uh, with a drink on a boat with a pregnant women, both of them with their pants down, uh, which isn't very becoming even in a secular college. And so Falwell was removed, and a new president was put in, and the school now continues on. And so that's kind of the history of Liberty University. It's uh, one of the better institutions. Uh, they have um, a whole array of majors and so forth. Well, it's the football team that we wanted to talk about because I wanted to talk in general about my disfavor and distaste for uh, the way college football is going. You know, we've seen a lot of changes over the last few years, uh, kind of what the Bible talks about, what's right is wrong and wrong is right. We've become that kind of society, uh, you know, and uh, when you don't have to look too far to see it. And things are changing in sport. You know, we talked about the NFL probably within the next several years will not be free like it is now. It will be so expensive as they continue to raise their fees to watch it. We see Jeff Bezos now spending billions of dollars to get Thursday night football. And I don't think it's too far away uh, from uh, you're going to have to pay to watch it. And many of the games, in my view, are dismal. There have been some good ones, but for the most part, even though the league is more popular now than it's ever been, uh, the play, I mean, we have receivers that can't catch the ball. We have people that can't tackle. And we have a whole array of injuries because training camp isn't the same. It's cream puff. It's not calloused. And college football is kind of doing the same thing. You know, we're seeing now powerhouse conferences, the SEC and the Big Ten. We have Oregon and uh, USC coming into the Big Ten now. Uh, and we're going to have more teams coming into the SEC. And so you have two powerhouse school uh, conferences where schools are almost at a pro level. And the rest of the colleges are kind of left out in the dust. And that's where Liberty is. And if uh, those of you who followed college football, you saw that Liberty University was undefeated this year. They were ranked 23rd uh, in the nation. And uh, saying something for a small caliber school like that, uh, they, were only, they were the only uh, team uh, that uh, was undefeated other than Florida State. And they ranked 23rd, and uh, in 2019 and 20, they went to the Cure Bowl, 
where they had Hugh Freeze as their coach. Now, Hugh Freeze, kind of uh, their sports program kind of has cast-offs. Uh, you know, we just talked about Jerry Falwell being dismissed of his duty, duties as the uh, president of uh, Liberty University for his uh, actions with the picture he took with the woman who was not his wife. But also, you uh, Freeze, who was an SEC coach, uh, Ole Miss, he was a coach that beat Nick Saban twice, the only coach that did at the time. And uh, unfortunately, he got into some problems by uh, calling escort services, so to speak. And uh, when the school came, the administration came upon him uh, with the accusation, he said he knew nothing about it, even though there were hundreds and hundreds of phone calls on his phone. Uh, He was dismissed. And Jerry Falwell, who uh, was really responsible for building the school and also the athletic program, uh, brought him in. And uh, we're going to get to you, Freeze, in a minute. He's not a coach that really excites me. He left for Auburn, and now they have Jamie uh, Crowell, who came out of uh, Eastern Carolina, I believe. Uh, and so Liberty now gets into a situation where they're 13-0. and 0. I was at one of the games. Uh, they played Louisiana Tech, destroyed them. It was like 52 to uh, out of 14 uh, they ran the ball down their throats. Uh, Liberty uh, University uh, Flames is what they're called. Uh, they had uh, they run that triple option, uh, 642 uh, running plays for Caden Salter, who was their uh, quarterback, and even he is a cast off. He got in trouble with drugs at Tennessee and was kicked off the team. He comes to Liberty with the uh, high-powered offense, uh, has 1,064 yards rushing with 12 touchdowns. This was last year. They run that triple option. Uh, 514.9 yards per game is what uh, they uh, have accomplished. They're one of the top five teams in the country. 40.8 points uh, per game ranks fifth, 302.9 yards per game rushing. The nation's number one running game, 6.13 yards per carry. And uh, they are ranked in the college football rankings at 23 and the AP top 25 uh, listed Liberty at 18. And so the problem to me is this. You know, we have the changes in our world. We have changes in sport where we're seeing – these powerhouse conferences, mainly SEC and the Big Ten, gobbling up teams, uh, getting uh, huge amounts of money, and that kind of leaves teams like Duke and North Carolina and you know Liberty and all these other schools, UMass and you name it, you can name you know 200 schools, kind of out in the dust because everybody's going to want to play for the powerhouse schools. They're not going to want to go to Liberty. They're not going to want to go to Duke and play football. If you're a great player, you're not going to want to go to any of those places. And so we're seeing a shift in college football, to me, for the worse, because it's not going to be the same. You know, what happened to the Big Eight conference where Nebraska and Oklahoma would fight it out back in the 60s and 70s? What happened to some of these conferences that were fine? Well, because of money, that's what happened. And the people uh, who acquire uh, the desire of money 
and the conferences and so forth uh, put together their schemes, and as a result, uh, we see, in my view, ruination of college football because you have all these powerhouse teams. And so the Fiesta Bowl this year, just played a few nights ago Monday on New Year's Day, featured Oregon with their high-powered number eight ranking and 23rd-ranked Liberty University to fight it out for the Fiesta Bowl. Now, the Fiesta Bowl is a fairly big bowl. It um, started in 1971. Incidentally, only one of the bowls stadiums is still around. That's the Rose Bowl. All the other stadiums are now no longer used or demolished. The Orange Bowl is no longer there. The Cotton Bowl is visible. You can see it from, I believe, it's Highway 10. I don't remember the, the interstate in Dallas. I've seen it when I was there. You can see it in the distance. Uh, you can see the, the letters Cotton Bowl across it where they played the Cotton Bowl, and, and the uh, original Sugar Bowl is no longer where it was once played. Only the Rose Bowl remains. And so I can't fault the administration of uh, the Fiesta Bowl for inviting Liberty to come. You know, after all, they were 13-0. and They deserved uh, certainly a, a, a bowl, uh, and in their estimation, a bowl of worthiness. And the Fiesta Bowl is a major bowl. And so the problem is that you rank a uh, or you put together a ranked eight number uh, number eight team for Oregon to a twenty third, which seems kind of absurd. And of all the bowl games, it was the most lopsided prediction. Uh, when it was announced, immediately the odds were sixteen and a half in favor of Oregon. And Liberty had never played a team of that caliber. They've played. Uh, you know, when Freeze was there a few years ago, they played Syracuse, who was not ranked, and they got defeated by Syracuse. They beat BYU a couple of years ago, uh, which to them was a big deal, but BYU hasn't been really a great school for football since uh, Jim McMahon was there. Um, and they lost to teams like Garner-Webb. I had to look them up. I didn't even know there was a school named that. Uh, they lost to... New Mexico State, this is when Freeze was there. And, um, you know, the, the thing that bothers me about you, Freeze, is uh, not what he did because we're all human. You know, we do stupid things sometimes. And what he did, I think everybody deserves a second chance, and some people deserve a third chance. And, you know, what he did has nothing to do with my disflavor of you, Freeze, as a coach and as a person. But the way he went about it, uh, he coached at Liberty. Liberty gave him a king's ransom. I believe they uh, gave him a pay raise, close to $5 million a year to coach the team. And, you know, he comes out and uh, this is where we want to be. And, uh, you know, I, I don't want to be anywhere else and this and that and something else. And he had every intentions of leaving because as soon as uh, the offer came from Auburn, he booked out. And that's not the problem. You know, the problem is uh, that he was insincere in his uh, quest to be the coach at Liberty. He was only there because he was thrown out at a major SEC school for what he did. Liberty picked him up. No other school really wanted him, although he was a fairly decent coach. But he lost uh, games to Garner Webb and New Mexico State. So I don't think he was sensational, but he, was, he got Liberty back on the map. 
They went to the Cure Bowl in 2019 and 20, won both. And last year they were in the Lending Tree Bowl. And uh, I, I don't remember who they played, but I think they lost the game on a last-second field goal. I could stand corrected on that. I believe they did lose the game. But nonetheless, uh, those are the kind of bowls that probably a team like Liberty should be at. And I think that you can't fault the Fiesta Bowl committee for inviting them. After all, if I offered you $100,000 and then I offered you $25,000, which would you take? Well, you certainly take the 100000 And Liberty saw the opportunity to really, uh, you know, elevate their program by being on national TV and playing Oregon. And it was an ass-whipping. You know, if you saw the game, uh, it was interesting. My son-in-law predicted it. He thought that maybe LSU should play uh, Oregon, and Liberty should have played maybe Wisconsin or one of these teams that aren't as powerful as Oregon. And, you know, the opening play, uh, Caden Salter of the Flames, on six plays, 75 yards, throws a beautiful pass, great, great reception on the uh, Liberty receiver, and they go up 6 nothing, and that's all they scored. Because after that, Bo Nix, who probably played one of the finest games at quarterback that I've seen in all of the years that I've watched football, he was a master. He carved up a pretty good defense from Liberty. Uh, they couldn't stop him. His passes were pinpoint. And if he doesn't win the Heisman Trophy, there should be an investigation because I, I don't know who's better. He was just a master out there. Their play calling from the offensive coordinator was brilliant. And the major thing is, and if you remember uh, back in the 1970s when they had the NFL today, Jimmy the Greek, who was an odds maker, used to analyze football NFL games on the show. And he always talked about the offensive line and the defensive line in the trenches. And we all know that the games are really won and lost there. It isn't so much about, you know, Aaron Rodgers and uh, Kelsey and all these other guys. It's really in that, that line. And so the offensive line of Oregon totally outweighed the defensive line of uh, Liberty. And you could see it as the game went on. They were just running right through. The, the running game was, was clicking. The passing game was clicking. And Liberty really didn't belong on the field with them. Not because they didn't deserve it, but they just weren't really in that class. They had never played anybody in, uh, of that stature, top 10, top 20 team. And not to take anything away from Liberty University, uh, but that's kind of the way football, in my view, I think that game kind of epitomized what's happening in college football. You're going to have these powerhouse teams, and the secondary teams like Liberty and you know Duke and all these other schools, they're not going to be able to compete. That doesn't mean they're going to go out of business. That doesn't mean that they're not going to have program uh, you know, for football. That doesn't mean that they're not going to have scholarships and players who want to play, but it's not going to be at the level of what is happening now in college. And so we saw a Liberty team that was pretty good. I mean, after all, they were one of the top schools in the country. But then uh, the criticism came from uh, the sports writers and sports uh, radio people across the country that they played a cream puff schedule in their conference. And that probably is true. They played teams like New Mexico State, Sam Houston, 
they played uh, Louisiana Tech. I was at that game down at Liberty in, in Virginia, and it was a it was an ass whipping. Uh, they Virginia uh, Louisiana Tech was never in the game, and they basically rolled over people. I mean, they scored forty points, forty point nine points per game, so they were a powerhouse. But they were a big fish in a little pond, and that's what all the critics said, and that's what happened. Uh, you know, you kind of got a, you were taken back a little bit on that opening drive in the Fiesta Bowl where uh, Salter threw the pass to uh, his receiver, uh, uh, you know, in the first series, and they and they go ahead six nothing, and that's all they were to get. I mean, it was just a, it was forty five to six, I believe, the final score, and Oregon totally dominated both sides of the ball. Brilliantly called game uh, by the offensive and defensive coordinators of Oregon. Bo Nix, as I said, was extraordinarily great. And, uh, you know, that's where college football kind of is. You know, I think probably uh, what should happen is a team like Liberty should have had a lesser bowl. Now, they're not going to take it, of course, if they get a bigger bowl. Like I said, you're going to take the 100000 I give you, you're going to take the 25000 You'd be a fool to take 25000 if I'm offering you 100000 So they, you know, the Cure Bowl, the Lending Tree Bowl, you know, the, oh, some of these other bowl games where you have lesser dominant programs is where Liberty probably should be. Not to take anything away from them. They had a great season, but you know their schedule uh was not what you would say at a major level and so when they went to uh and i and i can understand as i mentioned before i can understand the fiesta bowl committee inviting them after all they were 13 and 0 they were the only team other than florida state that were undefeated but Oregon uh, had lost some very close games, and they would have been in the playoffs as well. They were definitely a playoff team. They just lost uh, a little bit more games. And then, you know, you saw uh, Penix of Washington, uh, the Huskies, who uh, were kind of like uh, rated like the Liberty Flames and that uh, the critics said that, nah, you know, they, they really don't belong. They didn't really win anything tough. And here they beat Texas, who was, I believe, fourth rate. Uh, fourth ranked. So college football, in my view, is even though it's interesting and it still has the pizzazz and the uh, you know the excitement to it and so forth. Um, I think it's becoming more corrupt than the NFL. Um, you know, we have these conferences now. It's all about money, and it, it, and it is a business in a sense. But I think Thomas Jefferson said it best years ago. Uh, he created, as many of you probably know, the University of Virginia, uh, as Ben Franklin created the uh, University of Pennsylvania. And he said that men should have less time playing with ball than studying. And, you know, we've gotten away from uh, – college and what it's supposed to be you know if you want to read a good book uh, there's an interesting book by charlie kirk who is uh, a contributor on fox news uh, charlie kirk is a new york times best-selling author 
and he wrote a book called uh, The College Scam, How America's Universities Are Bankrupting and Brainwashing Away the Future of America's Youth. Uh, I won't go into the book, but it's an interesting book to, to read, uh, and he talks about uh, what college really has become when we're spending, you know, millions and millions and millions of dollars on programs, football teams, and so forth, uh, and yet student debt in America is, is astronomical, and it's a ripoff, as Charlie Kirk says, and uh, I tend to agree, you know, where uh, a lot of students are going to schools and majoring in things that probably won't get them a job and coming out with 100,000-plus debt that they'll be paying off for 20 or 30 years, which doesn't allow them to buy a home or even a car. And so we have kind of a celluloid group of, of uh, college graduates now who, who uh, don't know how to write a check, don't know finance. Uh, it's kind of a sad state. And so, you know, the college sports scene is kind of the same way. It's getting to a point where, you know, we – uh, put our emphasis in the in the football team, but not in the academics. We can spend you know millions of dollars in appropriation of our football team while our students are suffering with a hundred thousand plus debt. And we're going to get bigger and bigger now as, as uh, our our team is going to join the SEC or the Big Ten, and uh, we're going to be reaping the rewards because that's what we do. And unfortunately, the alumni, or I shouldn't say alumni, but the uh, administration and the presidents of universities uh, are all in favor. Many of them are, are Marxists uh, with Marxist theology and Marxist uh, ideal. So I use liberty as, a, as kind of a idea, so to speak, of you know, where college football is, is, is going to go. You know, the, this is a school that, as I said, was 13-0. and 0. Um, They played great football for the last three or four years under, uh, I believe they've had, this is the 11th coach now since 1971. One of the coaches they had was Sam Ritigliano. And for those of you who follow the NFL, Sam Ritigliano was the uh, head coach at one point of the Cleveland Browns. Jerry Falwell, who was a senior, who was the founder of Liberty University, was also a minor league baseball player. And so sports to him uh, was very important, but the philosophy of the school has always been education. And as uh, Jerry Falwell Sr. coined the phrase, training champions for Christ, sending warriors out of the school to champion uh, the ideology of uh, Christ, and that's what makes the school what it is. Uh, so, you know, when we look at teams like Oregon and we look at Liberty and we look at some of the lesser teams uh, in sports, that's where it's kind of go. You know, I, I felt sorry in a way for Liberty uh, playing in that game. They should have played probably a, a less competitive school where they would have had a better chance. But uh, that's what's happening in college sports. You know, the, the big schools who are getting bigger and having, you know, uh, better transfer through the transfer portal, 
Uh, Bo Nix was uh, an example of that. He went to Auburn at one point, transferred out, went to uh, Oregon, became a Heisman Trophy candidate. And as the schools become more powerful and the conferences start to gobble up more schools, uh, we're going to have basically two conferences that are powerhouse and the rest of them are kind of out to lunch. You know, it's not going to be what it once was, all those great conferences like the Big Eight and, you know, the, the Pac-12 and all those uh, are going to go by, went by and going to go by the wayside because uh, that's the way it's going now. And so I think it's unfortunate, uh, you know, in the old days uh, when I was young, New Year's Day was a special day. You know, we would go on and we would see uh, one o'clock game, be the Cotton Bowl and the Sugar Bowl, usually at the same time, different networks, and then 4.45, the Rose Bowl would come on, and then 7.30, quarter of 8, the Orange Bowl would come on, and a lot of times the Orange Bowl uh, was uh, the bowl game that predicted or actually uh, produced the national champion. All those times now are gone. We still have those bowls, but it's not the same now. And I think the playoff system is a good one. I don't, I don't criticize it. Uh, but, you know, things change, and uh, I guess sometimes you have to change with it. Uh, if you want to stay within the pack. So uh, that's a look at, uh, you know, what uh, we're talking about with the college level and using Liberty University as an example of uh, what's going to happen now in college football as the powerhouse conferences start to gobble up all the talent and leave the rest of them in a trail of dust. We'll have to see where it goes. But nonetheless, thanks so much for joining us. That's the end of our uh, show, end of our time on Sports Beat Radio Talk and Sports, where today we talked about the uh, really the direction of college football using Liberty University Flames as an example, uh, who got crushed in the uh, Fiesta Bowl, 45-6. to six. At least uh, the uh, Oregon Ducks had uh, some compassion. They didn't score again when they were at the uh, five- or six-yard line at the end of the game. They showed some compassion, which is a class act. Sports Beat's been a presentation of Mountain Meadow Productions and Sports Beat Radio. And until next time, all of you have a great day and great sports. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you soon.